On today's show, an update about Luka Doncic and his calf strain at Mavs practice on Wednesday. Plus, Dorian Finney-Smith has a great quote that I think showed a lot about what we can expect from Luka Doncic. And we get part two of our crossover with David Locke, the radio voice of the Utah Jazz. Our crossover with David Locke, part two coming today. All that and more on today's Locked on Mavs. Let's go. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked on Mavs. don't believe you shouldn't be here and welcome you are locked on to the dallas mavericks my name is nick engstead media member and nba channel manager for the locked on podcast network thanks for making locked on mavs your first listen every day we are free and available on all platforms including youtube subscribe to the show check out all of our videos available we did a mailbag yesterday Go check out that one. We did a full one hour where you can check out our crazy life advice at the end of it. You can also listen to just the abridged version. Our first uh, crossover with David Locke. Part one is up on YouTube. Is also up on the podcast. So go check all of that out. And on today's show, let's get into a Luka Doncic update from Mavs practice. We heard from Jason Kidd. We heard from Dorian Finney-Smith. We heard from Maxi Kleba. Great update on Maxi Kleba today. And then, of course, later in the show, part two of our crossover with David Locke. We went an hour. (laughs) We went an hour on it. And so we were like, well, let's just split it up into two episodes. And so uh, it was great stuff, though. I think part two was even better than part one. It was just us, you know, shooting the breeze. It was not planned questions. It was just back and forth. And I thought it was great. Update on Luka Doncic. It's what we're all locked in on, right? We're just all thinking about that calf. All I do is think about Luka's left calf. And I know you are, too. You're sitting there going, why am I thinking so much about this 23-year-old guy's calf? It matters so much in my life right now. Jason Kidd gave his classic. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. He didn't say those words exactly, but basically just said it's he gave the it's above my pay grade answer when asked about Luca and an update and all that. But Luca, he said he was riding the bike. He was still in good spirits. And we love that. Love to see Luca in good spirits. And I think that matters for this team. And we'll talk about why that matters. But we're at a point where we may be expecting Luka to miss game one. From Adrian Wojnarowski on ESPN, he said, quote, the Mavericks are very much preparing for the possibility of not only maybe not having Doncic in game one, <laughs> of the possibility of not only maybe not having Doncic in game one. That sounds like that sounds like me trying to answer a question and just going. I'm not a doctor, so I've I don't know. But quote from Adrian Wojnarowski, but maybe even game two on Monday. If this was the regular season, you wouldn't even be talking about him possibly playing this weekend. And then he also said, quote, I think you can expect him to go down to the wire on Friday, Saturday on this, but a great deal of skepticism, concern about how soon he'll be available in this playoff series against Utah. It's just like it's just like Zendaya's character in, in No Way Home, right? Spider-Man movie. You know, expect the worst so that you can't get disappointed. And I'm not going to go the Tom Holland route in this, in this situation and say, no, expect the best because things things could always work out. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not going that route, right? This is sort of the real world. We can't write this story. We can't write in the end about this one. And even, that, and even their situation didn't actually turn out the best in the end, if you think about it. But I'm expecting Luka Doncic to miss game one. I'm expecting him to miss game two as well. Just setting myself up for that, right? And you probably listening too may have to set yourself up for that as well. And think about, you know, okay, what should I expect from 
from Luca in this. Probably expect to miss game one and two. We got a schedule. We got a schedule for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, game one, obviously Saturday, that noon uh, Texas time start, which is the worst start that they could have. Limits his <laughs> limits his ability to recover and all that. Game two is on Monday, the 18th. It's a 7.30 start. That one's on NBA TV. So they start on ESPN. That's the national TV game on game one. And that's NBA TV game two and three. Uh, Monday for game two. Thursday, game three. So there's two days off in between game two and game three. That's good. They do have to travel to Utah on that one, but there is a day off. There's two days off there. Then there's a day off on Sunday, and then they would play game four on Saturday, April 23rd. That's a 3.30 start. So, so not, the, not the nooner, but still getting a, a 3.30 start there. And then game five would be Monday, so a day off between that one. Same same kind of schedule there. Then Thursday would be game six. That's a couple days off then. And then Saturday, April 30th. We're, I mean, we're talking two weeks from now would, would possibly be game seven. So hopefully um, Luca will, will be available by, by game two, game three, something like that. That's what, that's what we're looking at right now. But Dorian Finney-Smith had a great quote about Luca during after practice today. He said, quote, about Luca at practice. He's definitely still involved. He's helping us, you know, with schemes and offense, what he sees. He's still walking around with that smile on his face. So you never really know what's going on. I love that. I love that about Luca. That right now, he could be doing anything. He could be just hauled up in the balled up in the treatment room. He could just be hanging out with Casey Smith, just worried and you know, upset and mad that he can't make the first two games and just avoiding everybody. But he's not. He's at practice. He's walking around. He's on the exercise bike with Maxi, joking around. Maxi talked about what what he and him talked about. And then Dorian said that he was was with them, talking to them about schemes and the offense. And he's still involved. Jason Kidd has still not told this team, "Hey, we're we're expecting to play without Luca." He's still a big part of this team. Everybody has a job. Everybody has a thing that they're supposed to do, and they're all trying to do it. Right? You love that. I think it's Luca taking a leadership step forward. We've seen him take a leadership step forward this year a couple times. We've seen him in big moments take big steps up and be the guy that helps with chemistry, be the guy that helps with uh, the team getting all on track. He loves these guys on this team. He said he wants to play with Dorian Finney-Smith his entire career. You know, he's, he's said great things about other, other players on this team. But I love to see that he's still involved. You could see him pull off what... I'm going to go there. What the Ben Simmons is and the Zions of the world have done, right? The, I'm going to stay away from this team. I'm not going to talk to the leadership, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to stay away, blah, blah, blah. I'm injured, so I'm just going to go over here. And, you know, all the, okay, we're like, all right, do all that stuff. Well, Luca's still around this team. Got to love it. Are they different situations? Yes, for sure. So those two guys are out for the year, and Luca is, Luca is uh, you know, out for a couple, <laughs> a couple games maybe, a couple weeks maybe. Love that from Luca. Love to see him take a step up in leadership. Love to see him still be involved, be in good spirits, be smiling, be laughing. We saw pictures of him. We saw videos of him at practice, smiling, laughing on the exercise bike. He told Maxi they were sitting on the bike and Luca had a ball, a basketball in his hand. And he said, I think I can make this shot. And they're, they're probably like 15, 20 yards behind the basket. <laughs> and Maxi's like, there's no way physically that somebody can make that shot. But he's Luca, so he's probably going to find a way to make that shot. <laughs> Love that from those two guys. Just joking around and, and having fun that day. Got an update from Maxi as well. He participated in full on Wednesday. Yay! Love that. 
a positive update from somebody with an injury. And we got a little insight into what Maxi had been dealing with as well that, that actually told us a lot. Maxi said that he is, quote, 100% better now today uh, after getting a couple days off and, and here and in the, in, in that. Participated in practice on full. It participated in practice. Participated in practice in full <laughs> on Wednesday. He had an ankle injury. He said it happened a long time ago and it was affecting him right after the All-Star game is when it started. You can literally look at the game logs and see what he's talking about here. So they have the All-Star break. He comes back. He plays the Utah game, the Golden State Warriors game, and the Lakers game. So three games. And he doesn't shoot well at all, actually. He shoots one for uh, nine in those three games total. And then he, they held him out for those two games. And then they said that, okay, well, you're good enough to come back. And he's like, okay, I'm going to come back. So he came back. And then it started to flare up again. So he only plays four minutes against Houston two games later. But then they're like, all right, well, you can play. And he's like, okay, I'm going to play then. And then he plays. And it just ankle just kept flaring up and then coming back down. And flaring up and coming back down. So it affected his ability to practice. And affected a lot of things. And so a reporter asked him, which was a great question, is it affecting your shooting? Because Maxi has been in a terrible slump. And so they asked if that ankle injury affected his shooting. And he said, well, you know, when your ankle hurts, you shift over to one side or the other and your weight and you shouldn't do that. But, and he looked around and he kind of had a smirk on his face and said, you sh should still be able to make some shots. You should be able to make something. And then he laughed at, uh, laughed around and, uh, but it did. <laughs> it really did. This ankle injury really is affecting him because, Maybe just the ankle hurting itself is not is not affecting the shifting of his weight and the actual shot or whatever, but it is affecting his ability to practice. He said he had to choose whether he was going to do treatment a day or practice one day. In the regular season, there's not a lot of choice. There's not a lot of days for you to have practice, and so you're limited in those days. You're also limited in the days that you know you can do treatment because there's just only so many days between games. And so he'd have to make a decision: Am I going to practice or am I going to get treatment? And he chose treatment a lot of the time, and now he's 100% better which is good, but I've always wondered, okay, well, these guys do all these warm-ups and shoot-arounds, and they take shots before half, before half, like after halftime and uh, pregame and all that stuff. Like, does it matter? Don't they just go out there and shoot anyway? Like, aren't these guys just good? And Maxi is showing us right now that that stuff matters, that being able to warm up, being able to practice, being able to do shoot-arounds and things like that, all that matters. So Maxi is 100% back, and so he should be a go for game one. That's a positive. But Luca, expecting him to miss game one, probably game two at this point, if I'm just going to read into everything. Coming up, let's get into a part two of our crossover with David Locke, the Locked On Jazz host, about the Jazz. What should we expect from them? This was, I thought, was great. Uh, just us kind of shooting the breeze, so enjoy this. But before we do that, let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the way for you to check out all the odds and lines in the NBA, in sports in general. They already have a couple of lines up for the series that we know. Grizzlies minus three eighty-five favorite against the Timberwolves. So if you're feeling, if it's the Ant Ed show, feeling Ant Ed, feeling Ant Man. Put down 100 bucks, you'll win 315 bucks if the Timberwolves win that series. If you're feeling the Grizzlies and you're like, all right, I'm, I'm with this Grizzlies team, you have to put down $385 to win $100. So go check that out. The Jazz Mavs line has moved a couple times now. It started, I think the Jazz were a minus 175 favorite. Now they're a minus 300 favorite to win the series. What I think happened was it opened at 175, which is not very high. And a bunch of people said, oh, well, Luca's going to miss maybe all this series. And so let me just put all this money on the Jazz. So a bunch of people put money on it. And I think Bet Online shifted it that way. That would be my guess. 
Because if you look, it's not like they expect Luka to not play because the Bucks are a minus 1,400 favorite against the Bulls. <laughs> like, that is a big line. Like, that is a, a huge line that says that other team has no shot. So, all that said, go check out Bet Online. They have all kinds of fun stuff to check out to put money down on. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. It's Bet Online, where the game starts. On the other side, I think it just gets really interesting on how willing the Jazz are to switch Rudy onto Luca. Yeah. Right. How how willing are we are the Jazz to saying, you know what? Like Donovan. I mean, they're future guard- teammates, so they could oh, really bond on the away my last question. Oh, that's really interesting. So I didn't know Luca's coming to Utah. <laughs> because hey. I, I checked, one of those two players has actually already re-signed with their team and showed that they <laughs> like it there. And the other hasn't done that yet. But but who is who is not resigned with their team? (laughs) Rudy Gobert was a legit like non rookie free agent resign. Nobody's ever not that Nick. That doesn't count. No player in the history of the game has not taken the guarantee. Signed for five years? Utah's a bad what, city. What happened to the, the – remember the episode where we had white collars, Isaac, and white shirts? Because that's yep. what Nico Harrison and Kid were wearing. And that's what they – they all went well, to yeah, Slovenia. I mean, you, you, what was I mean, that all for? I mean, it's interesting because you've never – I mean, right. So, you know. <laughs> He that was, I was fully prepared for this pod. I was going to start off this pod before the Luca calf stuff. I told Nick, I was like, start off me like, David, how does it feel knowing that Luca's going to end this jazz run, that it's going to lead to <laughs> this team just splitting up, break? And then this happened, and I'm like, I can't even be confident in any of it. And the, well, it was gonna it was gonna continue to, and then Rudy Gobert coming to Dallas and getting the redemption arc that he <laughs> that he desperately needed, like everyone falling in love with Rudy Gobert after. I'll, I'll tell you what, if Rudy Gobert went to Dallas to play with Luca, I might make I might make the Mavericks like, NBA Finals. He would but, average like oh. 20 points a game just on like lobs. Oh yeah, and dunks. right. No, well, okay. You know the whole <laughs> stupid controversy about Donovan not throwing passes to Rudy. Oh yeah, that was, was that it was two a game, two passes yeah. a game. Right. Well, okay. First of all, where are you gonna throw Rudy the ball? Like where under do you want to throw under the, the rim? Okay, so there's <laughs> only two the players. There's only two players in the entire NBA that average more than two, or average two or more passes a game to the rim. That's it. Wow. One's Trey Young and one's Luka Doncic. That's, Trey that's Rudy's destination. Are Luka's all in the first quarter throwing lobs to Dwight? I feel like Probably. They, they just try that every first quarter. They're like, let me make throw good. 18 right. passes. Third, third to quarter, mark it down. Third quarter, first play for, for Dallas. It's going to be the lob to Dwight. Always. Right. The uh, So, yeah, I don't um, – I think that, you know, if, where do how do you score if Luke is out for three games? It's, it's honestly asking a lot of Spencer Dinwiddie. And that's the he, he's going to have to it's him and Brunson. You know, they had a game against Houston a while back. I I get it's Houston, <laughs> but, you know, Lucas set out that game, but he had 28 Brunson had 26. And it's like, can they get that in the same type of game against Utah? We'll see. I mean, Dinwiddie's in the 94th percentile on isolation drive. So, I mean, if you're yeah. doing that, you're just clearing out and letting him go to work. I will say there's a, there's a small timeline, like history tie into this of, so if you go back to Dirk's first playoff series, the first one that he won, so we're looking, we're looking at 2001, it is against the Utah Jazz. Dirk and Michael Finley both averaged 26. His first series win in the playoffs. On that Jazz team, Carl Malone, 
John Stockton. And on the bench, I didn't know that Greg Ostertag was still on the team <laughs> in 2001. But uh, anyway, I just, you know, this could what, be Lucas. What year, was, what, what year was that for Dirk? 2001, three? right? 2001. Yes. It was his first playoff win. So I know, three, but what year? Three, year, th- year three. Oh, uh, yeah. He's, he's, he was three. drafted in 98. So, yeah, year three. Year three. I mean, so in other words, Lucas way behind Dirk in his playoff wins. Their first playoff series win could be the same opponent. That's Utah's a bad city. So, we, you know, Mavs <laughs> know that and we're ready. By the way, Carl, by the way, Utah City. It's good. <laughs> Glad you know the Texas school system. Yeah, we got it. No, 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 we got it. This, this was a dirt quote. This was a dirt quote after that after that series. Yeah, so we we said this, and some Mavs fans will come at us, be like, "Hey, Utah is not a city," and we're like, "No, we're just quoting Dirk." Like we're, (laughs) but uh, no, it's fun. I I am worried. I mean, we're obviously worried with Luca's health, and that's it's sad that that Luca's health. I know. Is now the biggest storyline around this series because I was really excited about it. The, the assessment I had if Luca was playing from like doing all the research and I geeked out pretty heavily last night till all hours of the night <laughs> is that statistically the Jazz are better than the Mavericks, even though the Mavericks have a better record, like differential rankings, various things. Well, they've been the best offense for a while. Yeah. And but style of play for the Mavericks matches up well to Utah. Yeah, they play slow. Right? So, that. like, that was kind of, like, in other words, we, we mentioned it, but the best drive team, the best isolation team in the league. The drives in isolation only work, though, if you've got Rudy Gobert out of the middle of the lane. Yeah. Right? Sure, so, yeah. like, that only works if you've gotten Rudy to move. So, you know, that's going to be a huge part of the series is can they get Rudy out of the middle or can the Jazz find a way to keep him in the middle and probably at that point force the threes they want to three uh, allow, not the th- – Dorian Finney-Smith from the right corner where he's, you know, 50% or whatever it is. Money. The other one that is interesting in this, by the way, the two things that really cause the Jazz a lot of problems, the Mavericks don't do. So the Jazz really have a hard time with handoffs because if you just think about a handoff, Gobert's guarding the handoff. He has to stay on the backside of him. You give the handoff. The guy has room. He either can shoot the three if you're trailing or turn the corner and run Rudy. And the defender has a hard time getting back underneath the roll, man. That like it's just a fundamentally difficult thing for the Jazz. They've always been top five in everything but guarding handoffs. The Mavericks, I think, run this like the second fewest handoffs of any team, or 19th in the league in handoffs. Like they just don't run a lot of handoffs. And the other one, they've been off-ball. they've been running that a, a lot more recently, though. Right. They start they start with either Brunson bringing the ball up the floor, or Dinwiddie bringing up the ball, and then Luca or Brunson either in one of the corners yep. and then bring them up that way and. And do a handoff that way. And I think it's kind of the since the since Porzingis play, right? Like since that, Porzingis is out of there, you can now run that. I would expect we see that a lot. That's a hard one for the Jazz to guard. The other one is off ball screens. Mm. Dallas doesn't do yeah. a lot of off ball screens because Luke is the offense with the ball. Jazz are not great on off ball screens. So interesting just that those are the two things that the Jazz struggle at. But that the handoff play will be interesting to see. There you go. My last question. My last question was going to be: How do you think Gobert will look in a Mavs jersey next year? We kind of already got to that. I just told you if he's on a map. Well, first of all, you don't have anything worthy of trading to us for Rudy Gobert. I know so, people are like Gobert to the Mavs. Like, what are they going to send him? I'm not interested in Tim Hardaway, Tim Hardaway Jr. Jr. Max and Davis Bertans. Trey Burke. That's not going to do it for me. <laughs>
Um, That's the most like fan trade ever. But I would tell you that I do think that if you put Rudy Gobert and the Mavericks with Luka Doncic, it would be quite a team. But I think that it's more likely that Luka Doncic comes to Utah when he demands a trade to the good city. (laughs) To the good city? Probably the best thing for Rudy's career if he came to Dallas. And he's won three defensive player of the years already. <laughs> I mean, consider the fact that Luca ranks in the 23rd percentile defensively. Maybe he wants Rudy Gobert behind him. I that's mean, that's very accurate. Okay, real quick. If if Luca plays series predictions, if Luca if Luca plays and is 85% healthy for the whole series. That's really interesting. I had, you're like, it's not even an option. I hadn't thought about it at all. Um <laughs> I'm just kind of, uh, I don't know. Honestly, I mean, I think, yeah. I mean, I think it's Luca's the best player on the floor offensively. Yeah. Can Rudy have an impact defensively still? You know, if you take away, you know, Luca doesn't do a tremendous amount at the rim, but if, if you really bend his shot chart, it gets hard to be efficient. He did it, you know, he did it in the 35 point game. He was great. Um, I mean, I think Dallas home court probably plays in at that point. Luca plays in at that point, just, you know, the clutch play late that Luca can get a shot and a good look no matter what every single time. Um, the players that Luca's struggled to play against are Aaron Gordon, Isaiah Stewart, mm-hmm. Nikola Jokic, like those big, we don't really Rangers. have that unless we're just sending Luca to him at all, or Rudy to him at all times. Um, so I would, if Luca's 100% healthy, I think Dallas has probably earned the right since the way they've played since Dinwiddie to be the favorite at that point. But he's not healthy, so our series <laughs> prediction. <laughs> uh, yeah, I if, mean, there is the the interesting thing is that Dallas hasn't won in Utah. I don't think it has any variance to this. I don't mm-hmm. put it in my statistics that I think actually matter to this. Like, it's not like I won't mention it because I think it is part. But isn't it like eleven straight games in Utah that it's Dallas a lot, has lost? Yeah, I don't know the exact number. I know it's a lot. And right, I was one of those in Utah after the trade for us. Yeah, yeah the. So the, the one right, the, the one right after the, the Luca one on one on Gobert night is after the trade, and That's Dinwiddie true, yeah. and Dinwiddie and Bertans go crazy that night. Yeah, Bertans had like, seventeen in that game. Yeah, I mean that, those two were unbelievable that night. Last eleven games, Bertans shooting fifty percent from three. You know, I heard that on a podcast today. Um, oh wait, it was Lockdown Mavericks. Hey, we just said it again. All right, coming up, we continue our conversation with David Locke. It's part two of our Lockdown Mavs and Jazz crossover. But before we do that, let me tell you about. Shady Rays. Ooh, Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed, durable frames. You can feel these. These are great. Premium, high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every single pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happens. Just give them a try, and if you don't, uh, love them, you pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. So go check it out. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's Shady, S-H-A-D-Y-R-A-Y-S.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You will get uh, 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON at ShadyRays.com. What other crazy notes? You want, you want any other notes? I got stupid notes everywhere. I, I mean, I have random stats. Just looking at, like, free throw attempts, you know, the Jazz are one, and you know, are first in the league in opponent free throw attempts, and Dallas is 22nd in the league in just free throw attempts. Like, Dallas has to kind of, like, shorten that gap some. 
that you're so good at not fouling on shots that and Dallas isn't very good at getting to the free throw line that that gap can't get wider for Dallas. So that worries me a little bit. And then I just look at, I was looking at synergy stuff earlier, just around the basket, obviously with Rudy, y'all are second. I think you're a second in the league and defending shots around the basket uh, or no, you're second in the league as far as scoring around the basket and Dallas, obviously giving up our, our big man, of the deadline we're 23rd in the league and in, in defending shots around the right. basket and, and you don't, like, and you don't actually go. You know what's interesting is I think you're 29th in frequency at the rim, which is probably good for you since Rudy's going to be sitting around the rim. So yeah. can Rudy impact the game from five to 15 feet? Is going to yeah. be, you know, the other one that just probably is really the whole series is that the Mavericks are the number one drive team in the league, and the Jazz are the number two drive defense in the league. Mm-hmm. And who wins that? Like, can the Mavericks drive to the basket, drive the Jazz smaller defenders? Drive, you know, when Dinwiddie, who's guarding Dinwiddie? Like. You know, I mean, I almost feel like you're going to put Royce O'Neal on Dinwiddie and then I don't know who's guarding Luca, but you're just like, I, I don't know. Like, are you actually going to put Juancho Hernan Gomez on like Rudy for on Luca for a little while? Just because put the, put the movie 10? star on him. <laughs> That's Luca's I mean, boy, too. Mike, like, I don't want to put Mike Conley or Donovan Mitchell on him. Like, it can't handle him. Yeah. He, he said some choice words to Patrick Beverly last time they tried to, he tried to grab who, him like that. Who scores more of this series, Bagnanovich or Jordan Clarkson? If the Jazz win Bogdanovich, if the Jazz lose, it's Clarkson. <laughs> That's the so Jordan Clarkson what, story. Let me, let me take that the next step. Yeah. Ball popping and moving and bo- bogeys getting early threes and threes out of the offense. Jazz win. Clark's, your Mavericks are switching everything. Clarkson has to go one-on-one because Donovan's unavailable or Donovan's got, you know, they can't get Finney Smith off Donovan, and so now you're swinging to get Reggie Bullock, who's not actually a good defensive player, despite the fact everyone says he is. I am, like, the biggest Reggie Bullock fan. I've wanted him on my team for, yes. like, five years. But I, love him. if you actually look at the data, I he's never been a great defensive you player. That the reason I know this more. is because I love Reggie Bullock, and every year I'm like, we should go get <laughs> Reggie Bullock. He's a great defensive. Oh, the numbers don't say that. Don't yeah, say he, has not, he has not. So, but, you know, so it, that would mean that Jordan Clarkson's trying to beat Reggie Bullock at that point, one-on-one, mm-hmm. and we're not moving the ball. Yeah, like if Clarkson is playing in crunch time, then something has gone wrong, right? Maybe or not. Am wrong, or am I wrong to think that? I don't know we're doing crunch time, but I don't think it's going to be the same crunch time lineups we've seen all year long. Mm. You know who I hope plays in crunch time? Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> I think that's unlikely. <laughs> Hassan Whiteside's been pretty good, by the way. In the game, in the, game the Jazz won against Dallas, he was plus 10. It's actually yeah. a pretty – like. You know, I mean, like, Hassan, we can joke about Hassan Whiteside because he's Hassan Whiteside, but that's actually yeah. gone too far the other way. The he's been decent this year. When Hassan's on the floor, the Jazz have a 33% offensive rebounding rate. So those minutes are actually pretty vital. And this is a crazy stat, but Hassan Whiteside has the best offensive rating of any player in the NBA. Wow. Wow. I didn't know that. I think the Mavs five-year – I think the Mavs deal with Hassan Whiteside would have ended this year, right? Like when the Mavs oh, were supposed gosh. to sign him in free – remember it was supposed to be Conley? Yep. It was supposed to be Conley and Whiteside that they were supposed to sign that year to pair with – That's like funny. For like a large there. market, great city um, or state, <laughs> you don't seem to be signing a lot of free agents. What was the last big free agent you signed? Reggie Bullock. Resign Chandler Parsons. That's clearly why everybody wants to come play in Dallas. Major market, great place. The, the free agent signings you've had. They got rid of the coach no one wanted to play for. He's gone. That's what, that's the talking point we're, we're giving now. What was that when I was talking over you? Oh, they, they got rid of the coach nobody wanted to play for, so it'll yeah. be better now. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that one that won a title. Um, that's what we said. Yeah. So, Dwayne Wade, does he – 
Oh, if Dwayne Wade is at these games courtside, I, I can't handle. Are I gonna, can't do it. They're gonna, their heads are gonna explode. Really? Is there any reason? <laughs> is there something? Just, is there, shut Dwayne, it. Wade, Dwayne Wade heads to the free throw line for two. Oh my god! If he goes to the free throw <laughs> <No>. line, <laughs> somehow he like walks out of the free throw line between timeouts. Something, be... something about that bothers you? <laughs> hey, have you ever told David about your LeBron story? <laughs> uh, when. During Wade's like incredible, you know, tenure on the Cavs. <laughs> on the Cavs. <laughs> I they were in town. I wanted I wanted to do a story with Wade about that about that final series. And I actually do that for those listening, 2006. Yeah. So I sat in LeBron's seat in the locker in the away team's locker room. Didn't know it was LeBron's seat. He was out in the hallway doing media to talk to Wade. He LeBron comes back and forcefully tells me to get up out of his seat. And and then Wade gets he gets upset because I'm asking about the free throws in that series. And then you know LeBron's chiming in. It's like, what he's asking you about that? And like, it, and I eventually just got too embarrassed. I was early on in a <laughs> media world career there, and uh, I was like, all right, I'm good, I'm out, and I just left. It's funny. I have the opposite LeBron experience. Oh, you maybe, had a great one. <laughs> maybe the coolest experience, one of the coolest five or ten experiences I've had in my career was we played Miami on like December 22nd or 3rd. This was many, many years ago, uh, probably seven, eight years ago. And it was clear LeBron had a honey-do list he didn't want to get back to do for Christmas. <laughs> and he just hung out in the hallway with us talking basketball. And it was one of the most amazing things because we actually somehow got into a conversation about it. So there was a game early in his career was with Cleveland where he gets hot in Utah and the jazz fans actually give him a standing ovation. Like he was that (laughs) great that when he checked out of the game, the jazz fans gave him a standing ovation. So I said to him, like, do you remember anything about that? He starts running off like play after play after play and where guys were on the floor. And he talks about this, like, fadeaway jumper on the right side. He's like, actually, I landed on Ty Corbin. Because Ty was the head coach of the Jazz at the time. And he's like, I landed on Ty Corbin, dude. And the play before that, I'd come around the pick and they jumped it. So then I went back door. Like, I mean, it was incredible. It was like eight, nine years prior. And he's like recalling every play. It was wild. It was like, oh, I have no doubt why you're the greatest player in the world. Wow. That's really cool. That's actually really cool. What are we doing about the fact that this show just went to 50 minutes? Not telling the channel manager. I was going to say, I don't know who that, I don't know who that can't is. can't tell the bosses. So. <laughs> yeah. We can't tell Carl. Did you lose a little of your unfair? Because I listened to a few of your shows about all the things you were going to do to me during this show. Did you get nervous that you're going to cause Nick his job or that I'm actually just a total asshole? Or like, well, on happened? your show today, you said I may fire them if, if, if the Jazz <laughs> lose. I was, oh, no, listen, I was all ready for this before the Luke I injury. I know. The Luke injury took all the wind out of our sails. What, aren't you going to share your jersey? Well, I don't want to share who's on the back of it. But the front of it, it was just, a, it's just, you know, just an old school, old school jazz jersey there. I, I, I used to collect jerseys a lot. So I used to change out the jersey up here for whatever team we played. And it was like the postgame pod was that jersey for that team. You got that every team? A lot of teams, yeah. He does not have the Lakers. <laughs> Except the Lakers. I hate the Lakers. <laughs> I hate the Lakers too. We're going to bond on that. Yes. Hey, by the way, um, so I was wondering, when do the Lakers play next? Oh, yeah. this, doesn't it start? Doesn't the season start October like 31st? Oh, oh, oh <laughs> so we're, we're getting Rudy no, and the play, Lakers are getting Quinn. They'll play oh, Summer League. They'll probably six, play Austin. They'll throw Austin Rivers out there and the arena will be packed at Summer League. It'll be six, six and a half months till we see. Oh, 
And can we all just hope that the front office agrees with Anthony Davis that they need to make no changes, just roll it back out there again and see how oh. it does when it's healthy. Uh, please I mean, what are they going to do? <laughs> he, he's the leader in the clubhouse right now just to get him off broadcast <laughs> what was the bet online had odds for their next coach you know, never is mind it, is it quinn <laughs> no mark jackson mark I'm jackson's not, the leader quinn's post-game looks or just in-game looks he he's the guy i'm like i wish i could look like that guy he rocks vest <laughs> you think just quinn has looks. a big advantage over jason kidd fit wise <laughs> no like looks <laughs> Like, coaching wise i do yeah i think i think jason kidd he's won like the mavs over as far as he can get them to like try hard and do things and he's you know he has the trust of players but i think scheme wise he got a big talking- game seven win in his career when his earliest career against toronto yeah you're talking about coach of the month jason kidd yeah coach of the month jason kidd <laughs> first co- first dallas mavericks coach of the month since Avery Rick Carlisle, Rick. 2011. Was that the last time you won a playoff series? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> it is. Walks right into that one, Nick. <laughs> oh, this is this hurt. I just thought that was an interesting thing. I wasn't trying to like lord it. I want to make it known. I love. I love it's it's interesting that a franchise that signed Reggie Bullock as its biggest free agent that hasn't won a playoff series since 2011 <laughs> can talk trash about my the franchise I work for falling apart. That's 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 that. I gotta tell you what. That's sweet. That's, I just want you to know we're gonna great. we'll be here for is. you whenever your team like just completely implodes in, in the off season. I just want to know we'll we'll be here for you. We'll still I mean, listen to Lockdown Jazz. Well, hey, you know what the nice thing is? If we want to talk about implosions, you've experienced all of them in the last three years. <laughs> so therefore, I will come to you to understand how to cover oh. them. And every facet of we've we've experienced that <laughs> on court, off court. In court, uh, all yeah. of them. The bad, the sad thing about it is, I love Donovan Mitchell so much. Like before he even got drafted, it being was, from it was Kentucky, his guy. that we was dra- my guy. We and- drafted him in our our locked on like mock draft that year. Yeah, for the and maps. Had some friends up in Louisville and like everything, and then he went. And obviously, I don't dislike the Jazz, but we have fun with it. And it, it's wild that Rudy, his reputation around the league is so. Like it feels like he's the least liked player among players. It does. And th- that that feels accurate. It's weird. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's just weird. And I just I love Mitchell, so I'll always be a fan of him wherever. So, he you know goes what's so interesting is for a bunch of guys in the league who don't like to defend. I'm pretty certain that there's 449 of them would like to have Rudy behind them. I know, right? 92 possessions a night. What do you What do you take from that Kevin Durant comment a couple years ago where he's like he's a he's a fraud like Defensive Player of the Year. Where Kevin Durant's like, they gave a guy defensive player of the year that I can score against. Did you see well, that comment? We could ever win defensive player of the year. Did you watch the game tonight? <laughs> I mean, he's stupid. Right. I mean, yeah. frankly, actually, the irony is, you know who the one player in the NBA that might be able to guard Kevin Garnett, Ke- Kevin Durant is? Rudy. Rudy Gobert. <laughs> no, really. Like, seriously, if you're going to guard Kevin Durant at seven foot one, crossing over, pulling up, and hitting a step back, who's the one player in the league that actually might be able to impact his shot window? Well, is Anthony Davis healthy? Maybe. I don't know. Anthony Davis is a little slow, but... Three years ago, Anthony Davis, but no, Rudy... Yeah. Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday were on the same team and never had an above-average defense. That's wild. And I think Drew Holiday is a pretty good defense player. You think Alvin Gentry stays up at night thinking about about that team? 
on a, on a serious note, if y'all if y'all do lose in the first round of the series, like our big change is happening. I don't know. It's a good, you know, it's worth worthwhile question. I mean, I because you have been. I mean, how long is how long has Quinn, Donovan, and Rudy been together? Five that years. core. Five, five years. years. Okay. So just, that's yeah, like I the mean, life cycle of an NBA team, though, right? It is a little right. bit. I mean, I think that's it's a legitimate question. I don't. I would not. I would not be as many fans are a proponent of it. I think there's actually some value to being the only team in the Western conference to go to the playoffs six straight years. Yeah. Right, like, I yeah. think this is pretty awesome. Like to have a franchise that's going to the playoffs every year. I think that's pretty great. We're the only franchise in the NBA that hasn't lost 38 games sometime in the last six years. Um, and, and what do you do? Turn into the blazers? Like, yeah, right. Like, I mean, that's a, like, there's enough cautionary tales out there that I don't, you know, I, I'm not that interested in waiting, you know, my one playoff series in 15 years and then being fired up for a playing game. Mm. Right. Like, so I, I I think there's enough cautionary tales that I I would be, um, I would be very reluctant to do so. Um, I, you, know, also, you know, can you remake the team in some way rather than implode? I mean, it seems like that might, be better, wants to do. that might be a better way to do it. Yeah, and and I I didn't understand. Um, you know, if like you trade one, you have to trade the other, and like all that. I'm like, man, I I just feel like especially John is so still so young and well, they're both under contract for an awfully long time. So <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, all right. So we wrap this thing in an hour. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Hope everyone liked it. So three guys chilling, talking, talking NBA. It should be a fun series. Uh, I'm, we haven't, the schedule hasn't come out yet. It might come out by the end of tonight. Um, I'm guessing that we, go like Monday, Tuesday to Thursday. So we do like one. Of these you mean the NBA days. isn't waiting until Luka Doncic's injury status update no, before they decide uh, the schedule. No, they found out what they need to find out. They know on where Kevin Durant and Kyrie <laughs> Irving were going. <laughs> yeah, true. True. All right. Yeah. Let's do it again next week. Yeah, let's do it. That was fun. See you guys. See ya. See ya.